This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. And now it's time to eat, shop, and play with your hosts, here to inspire your inner artist and spark the adventure in your life. Artist, speaker, published author, and illustrator, everyone's favorite mermaid, Polly Bowen. And here to engage, enlighten, and empower you, America's healthcare spending advocate, licensed insurance advisor, author, speaker, and passionate community connector, she does it all, just for the health of it, Rochelle Green. Happy International Women's Day, everybody. Hey, girl. Hi. How's it going? Amazing. This is Eat, Shop, and Play. We are here every Tuesday at 5 o'clock. And as we say, if you're not following us on Facebook, as we say, you just never know what's going to happen on the show. That's exactly right. And uh, if you're not following us, you're not one of the cool kids, so get busy and follow us. (laughs) We've posted some new content as Mm -hmm. well as some of your latest artwork. Yes, and there's more to come. So we just had some fabulous photos taken. and That was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, so look for those on our page. We'll be uh, disclosing more of those. That was a lot of fun down at the St. Pete Pier mm-hmm. and made some new friends of the show while we were there. Yes, uh, 400 Beach Drive. That's right. Shout out to Chef Alex. Right. Uh, we appreciate uh, people that are embracing their job and happy to be working and serving others and uh, that place uh, certainly embodies that that's right they've really leveled up lately with their new management and um, the the menu was amazing the drinks were amazing the atmosphere was beautiful and our waiter rachel we we were actually asking is she an owner because she was so well so well versed Mm -hmm. and just such great service she cared um, about the guests so um, so shout out to the chef and all of the great staff at 400 Beach, is that the name of it? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Right there, downtown by the pier. And yeah. who else did we see this week? Um, Corey Hernandez, Peaches and Pearls. Oh my gosh. What a fun afternoon that was. That is like your secret um, your secret sauce you finally let out of the bag. That's right. That I place like. is literally prolific. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's like entering a whole other world and you feel like you're Stevie Nicks or uh, or who. Or like, I was um, channeling Madonna. J-Lo with those hats <laughs> and the dresses. Yes. Yeah, you can get everything there from Kentucky Derby to pirate Gasparilla stuff. We're going shopping for the Chasco, oh. fia- um, the Chasco the ball. Coronation Ball. Yeah. So uh, uh, she's a great seamstress. She's been, been in business a long time. So, yeah, I've been keeping that a secret hideaway, hideaway where I get oh, some good amazing. stuff. Well, the secret is out. Yeah, <laughs> she used to work for Chanel. That's such a great stylist. Oh, yeah. Um, she has custom made uh, several gowns for me for events over wow. the years. So, yeah. So peaches and pearls. You might yes. just find us there one afternoon doing business in the in the um, dressing room. We were there for over three hours, but I was actually doing business back in the dressing room. Yeah, we were doing business. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and over here on this side, um, we have Christine at Clothesline 2. You really want to check that shop out. I've got a uh, great Chanel purse. Um, Great, wow. great price. People turn in amazing things over silly things like there's ink on the inside of the bag. You know, um, got great gowns there. You'll see photos of that and uh, mermaid earrings. You name it, and there's artwork in there. You know, by somebody beautiful. we know. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. But the show is sponsored by Body Contours on yeah. West Shore, and in honor of International Women's Day, mm-hmm. they are providing a complimentary. What are they calling it? A body makeover consultation. Mm-hmm. So contact Body Contours. 
for its fat reduction. Right. It is actually FDA-approved proven fat reduction. I've been sharing my results as well. Did you know that Ashley, one of their um, one of their contouring coaches, lost 21 inches and 18 pounds in two months? Wow, fantastic. She looks amazing. She does look amazing. Mm-hmm. They love the place. How has your experience been? Oh, it's wonderful. Can't say enough good things. Yeah. The lymphatic massages, mm-hmm. the LED lights, very therapeutic as well. So, yes, reach out to them, 727-758-4510. And Carla Beth and Ashley, the experts. I personally lost nine and five-eighths inches. I found my stats. I wasn't, I wasn't prepared <laughs> with my stats last week. Over three inches in my midwaist. So as long as I am behaving myself and not missing, <laughs> not missing those um, those Pilates classes and my my walks, you mm-hmm. know, it is it has been great. Right, it's a lot of coaching about you know good lifestyle, and it's not like it's a chore to do it either. It's it's actually wonderful because the results are so quick. And I love that it's really just about confidence. It's not so much about a number. It's not so much about um, a size, but it's just um, helping us feel more confident to get out there and rule the world. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we have got a great show. Who else are we sponsored by? Gosh, Captain Sebastian, Island Ferry. Yeah. Island Ferry, Island Tierra Ferry. Verde. Yes, we owe him a visit. And we have some new friends of the show coming on. Um, you know, next week we actually have the outgoing King Piffla of the <laughs> Chasco um, King and Queen. Wow. The longest reigning King Piffla because of COVID. He has been in that um, in that position for three years now. Wow, that's quite the monarchy. <laughs> you know, Paul's actually one of my um, friends and mentors up with the Greater Pasco Chamber, and he's made such a great impact on this community. So we are really proud to bring, I think it's 128-year tradition, the Chasco King and Queen. So we will be sending him off at the Coronation Ball on March the 25th. Wear your best 1920s attire. That's right. Again, we need peaches and pearls. That's right. And (laughs) better be able to jitterbug to keep up with some of us. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But today we've got a really special show. I have been um, so excited to bring this very special guest onto the show. I mean, we are just honored to have the four-time author, actually five-time leadership author. He's He's a national coach, speaker, travels all over, and we've got him right here in studio. Welcome to the show, Jeff Nischwitz. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You know, you said my magic word, fun. You said we're going to have fun, so mm-hmm. I'm in. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> but I've got in my hands here, in my hot hands, I've been posting about it. Snow Globe Leadership, Shaken, Not Settled. I love this book. Yes. And I've actually been <laughs> quoting you for quite quite a long time. Whenever we talk about sometimes sometimes things happen on the show, sometimes political things happen, or we get to talking about the Constitution, whatever. And um, sometimes we shake things up a little bit. So I love to quote that for you. Well, it's uh, it has been interesting. Of course, everybody wants to know about what is the snow globe thing. It certainly has been a cool branding thing, and that when people will meet me. They'll say, like, what do you do? I said, well, I'm a speaker and a coach and trainer. What do you speak on? I said, well, I speak on leadership and snow globes. And everybody wants to know about (laughs) snow globes. And I'll go to conferences. And, you know, there's thousands of people there. You meet hundreds of people. And days later, I'll walk by people and people go, you're the snow globe guy. So it certainly has worked branding-wise. But there's honestly a lot more to it. Um, It's it's almost a way of being Mm -hmm. as much as just... Uh, words or a concept it's a way of being 
living life every day, shaking things up. I love how you um, write in the book about our opportunities for leadership aren't, you know, we don't have to be in a position to do that. We have opportunities everywhere for leadership. So talk, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, the phrase I use often is that, and I encourage people everywhere, you know, everybody typically says things like, yeah, I know I'm a leader, everybody's a leader, but they don't really mean it. You know, they say it, but they, they really mean it. And and I believe we truly are all leaders. The question is whether we're choosing to lead and are we leading in that moment. So the phrase I like to offer to people, and especially in organizations, is to invite them to lead without permission or position. That people say, well, I have this leader. Someday I'll be a leader. Well, no, you're a leader now. Because one of the things that I challenge positional leaders on is, and they don't like it, frankly, and that's okay. I, the more people that dislike me, the more it tells me I'm on course mm-hmm. with the message, right? Yeah. I'll say, you know, if you're in a leadership role, you're actually only leading a small percentage of the time. Most of the time, you're doing work that other than leading by example, you're just doing the work. Leadership is not the work. That's the problem. Too many people think if they're really good at their job, that's leadership. No, that's just leading in terms of being good at your job. Leadership is about people. Leadership is about developing people and influencing people and building trust with people and and, and providing support for people. It's not the doing part. So even positional leaders don't actually lead most of the time. They're mostly doing. Well, they're typically nonconformists, in my opinion. I mean, you don't lead the masses if you're just going along not thinking for yourself, in my opinion. Well, that, you know, <laughs> I think that is what terrifies so many people more than anything else is to, to they want to be a conformist. But the, first of all, it's no fun. No. And second of all, the magic doesn't happen there. That's right. You know, one of the phrases that, and I love when phrases come to me, it came to me this summer, and now I repeat it everywhere, which is that great discomfort always precedes great outcomes. Right. Not Absolutely. a little bit of discomfort, but great discomfort. So if you're in great discomfort and you're experiencing that, that tells you on the verge of some great outcomes, but you have to be willing to sit through and ride out the waves of that discomfort. It's kind of like whitewater rafting. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> right. ride the waves, right. right? You don't control the it's waves, but you can have a blast and you can have an experience and create an experience while you're in the midst of all this discomfort. I'm so glad you said that. You know, the our biggest achievements are probably around a story about some type of breakthrough, some type of fear that we had to face, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of discomfort, probably some failures, right? Well, the failure part is interesting because I think it's one of, you know, I'm a big on gaps. I talk a lot about um, blind spots and mm-hmm. gaps. And I think one of the biggest gaps slash um, blind spots is Everybody I've ever met in my entire life who's achieved anything notable, even small notable, has said they learn the most in their life through failing. Everybody says it. Everybody writes about it. And yet, when you go into most organizations where those same leaders are talking that talk, the culture of the organization does not encourage, does not support. Everybody's expected to be perfect, and they don't really tolerate mistakes. And I, I do a survey often in companies, and I'll say, I, 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 didn't, I wish I could claim brilliance on this. I lucked into it. I wrote these questions, and one question says something like, are you encouraged to try new things? And it says, most people say yes. But then I say, is it safe to make mistakes trying new things? 
Mm. The answer is usually no, very low. Mm. Right. Those same people that say they want to try new things will order the same thing over and over at the <laughs> restaurant, you know, because they're afraid, you know, to try something else. Or they won't go to a new restaurant because they don't know if they'll like it. I mean, there's so many little things that are funny about that, you know, and uh, transformation comes from failure. And Absolutely. patterning why you failed, if it's a repeated failure, then you pattern why you what the common denominator is, and then you change. Well, and I'm guessing you're familiar with the concept of liminal space. Mm-hmm. Well, liminal space is about that place of discomfort, right. and that's when transformation happens. So if you're not in that space, unless you're going to create that space, you're not going to have transformation. The transformation happens in that moment of distress, that moment of discomfort. And maybe it's not just a moment. Maybe it's weeks and months. But what you choose to do in that is it's the game changer. And, and so many people are, are, are resisting it. And that's why the snow globe concept is so interesting because over the last year, not the first year of the pandemic, but the second year, I got a lot of pushback on the snow globe. And people said, frankly, we're shook up enough. I don't know that we need to shake more. And I said, no, that's exactly wrong. You actually have to shake more internally because that's what the snow globe's about, right. when you're being shaken externally. Yeah. You actually have to shake more, mm-hmm. not less. Right. Otherwise, you're going to get slammed against the walls, which, unfortunately, a lot of people have. Right. I mean, you don't have to. The more you shake internally, in my opinion, you, the less you're controlled by the external forces. You know, And so why let that control you or define you as a victim of that when you do the work from the inside? And I love the dragonflies. I love that in the snow globe and what that represents. Well, there's a funny story with that, and I always love to share it because it's a tribute to my mom. Um, this this is a custom snow globe that I have here in the studio. I've got a gift for b- both beautiful. of you today. And it, on it says, Shake, Shift, and Shine. And it's got dragonflies because they represent transformation. But when I speak, I always have a big snow globe with me. It's really visible. And I have three or four that I carry, but the boxes are identical. And I don't know which one I'm going to have till I get on stage, which is like a surprise for me. (laughs) And one of them is from the show Wicked, because I love Broadway, and I saw Wicked. One is Butterflies, which is a tribute to my mom. So when I open that one, I kind of go, oh, mom's especially here today. And the other is Dragonflies. So I get to have, like, it's like Christmas morning when I open a box (laughs) on stage. Like, I'll do it for the um, expo coming up. I'll do that. I'll have a snow globe, and I will not know what box I've got. I love it. Can't not wait for you to take the stage at the Inspire the Fire (laughs) Business Expo, one of our featured speakers, and we just couldn't be more honored to have you there to to bring that fire. Bring the snow, the sparkle, and the Mm -hmm. fire. (laughs) Oh, there'll be some shaking going on, and I'm not talking Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) So magic is in the shaking. Impact is the objective of leadership. Yeah, that's um, I the concept of impact. I don't think we talk about a lot. I was on a podcast yesterday, and the host said, "Well, what is this thing about impact?" I said, "Well, most people talk about results. They want to achieve goals. They want to achieve things. But what's the impact?" And the way I look at impact is think about the ripple. You know, we all know about the ripple and the stone in the water. A lot of people say they wish they had more impact. But actually, I would argue everybody has impact every day. The question is, is it the impact they want to have? 
and are the waves as high as they would like to be? But you're having – there's nobody that goes through life who doesn't have impact. But I want people to be more thoughtful, more intentional, mm-hmm. more passionate, more committed about the impact. Because if you just think – like if you think about your people for a moment, you want outcomes for them. But what if you really wanted to impact their lives? Uh, if I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with you, and my goal is that by the time we leave, in some way I've impacted you. That's a lot different than I'd like to give you some information. It is, and it's more deliberate because you have to be deliberate with your message if you truly want to impact me other than just give me information, then that's just kind of like non-impact. Yeah, (laughs) and a lot of times impact impact. to me is asking, being willing to ask the hard question. Mm -hmm. The one that, that I make, well, I don't know if it's hard. I know one of the things I've learned to trust is I trust the questions that come to me because they... I'm known as being really good at questions, and I can own that. I'm really good at it. And part of it is my intention is I listen for the next question. I don't listen to the answer. I listen to what's said, but I'm just sort of um, this this conduit. The question will come to me. The question is, am I willing to ask it, even if it feels uncomfortable to me? And I am, because I'm. if it came to me, it feels like I'm doing a disservice to not ask. It's It's been gifted to me. Mm-hmm. If For me to hold on to it is selfish. So I put it out there. And that's when I usually get sworn out. That's, uh, well, that's I tell people we that, sometimes go into that space of not so comfortable getting into a shift, right? Yeah, I, I, I tell disruptive. people that the greatest compliment that I get as a coach is when a client or friend swears at me. And it usually goes something like this. I'll ask a question. They don't answer it, but I know the answer came to them. And they will look at me and they will say a particular word that's four <laughs> letters and ends in K. And then it says you. And then they'll sort of go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Because it's some, what happened is something came to them that they really were uncomfortable with. Maybe they didn't even know or realize and it's something they were resisting. And the question just opened the opportunity because they could still resist it. See, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. They could t- tuck it away. So when they do, when people swear at me like that, I usually just respond by saying, you're welcome. That's funny. So it's a four-letter word ending in K first, but then it's a five-letter <laughs> word ending in K. You, thank you. So <laughs> <Right>. I love that. <laughs> I love that too. So we're really um, we're really being challenged if we can come to a new a new place of awareness, right? We have a decision to make at that point, right? That's the key. Everything, uh, you know, when people say, "What do you do for people?" I think I only do a couple things for them. I mean, it's under the bucket, the umbrella of shaking up. Um, my hope is that I help them to be more conscious, so that they're making those decisions with a fully underst- fuller understanding and awareness of what's driving it and what's going on. So I want them to be more conscious in making their decisions because I don't argue about the the good or bad decision. The question is how conscious was it and how much was it driven by some unconscious belief or old story. Mm-hmm. But when you can start to pull that out in front of you, go, oh, that's this. I'm going to make a decision maybe differently, but I know this is here. And the other is I, I do a lot of what I call creating clarity. I made up the word. I like making up words because if, if we don't clarity. have the word, we should add it. Clarity is this idea of kind of clearing the road to get where we want to go. It's not just about being clear of where we're going, but I'm convinced that even a guy that writes books, that ultimately we don't need a whole lot of tools. Every tool that's needed is out there, but we're not getting there. 
So what's in the way? I am. Mm -hmm. And what's that mean? There's all these obstacles in the road that I probably created. In fact, I did create. If I can spot them, then I won't trip over them. And then I can, you know, chisel them down and help them get where they want to go. I'm not here to do the work for them, but I can help them see things they couldn't see before. It's like weeding the garden, making room for... Yeah, pruning, yeah. Clear is my favorite color. Pruning some old (laughs) thoughts, yes, and beliefs. Old stories. So um, you mentioned questions. What questions should we be asking ourselves as leaders? (laughs) Well, that's a great question. (laughs) Um, One that comes to mind is... And I'm a TV and movie nut. Oh, good. So the example that comes to me, and I, I, I've learned, though, that my TV and movie lessons, I've, I'm dating myself often. But there's a show that I watched growing up in young adulthood called MASH. Oh, yeah. Such a wonderful show. But there was an episode where one of the main characters, Hawkeye, a general wants to hire him to be his personal doctor. Uh-huh. And Hawkeye doesn't want to do it. He just wants no. to save lives. Right. And he gets in an argument with the guy. He acts like an idiot so the guy won't want him. He says, I still want you because you're the best. And Hawkeye looks at him and says, do you really care about the men? He goes, of course I do. And he goes, well, if you really care about them, you're going to leave me here. Mm-hmm. And that's the question we need to ask mm-hmm. ourselves. Do we really care about our people and do our actions support that? Or is it just words? And are you willing to have that ask your people do they experience you feeling cared about? So that's a big one. Do you really care? Another one is, uh, are you willing to grow your impact awareness? Uh, because we have impacts often that we want to create, and then we have a lot of impacts we don't. We say we don't want to create, but we have them, and then we deflect them with things like, well, that's not what I meant. So I said something that hurt you, but I said, I didn't mean it that way, so it should be okay. Mm-hmm. No, are you going to really own that? Well, first you have to be willing to pay attention. Um, and the other one is the one that I've gotten probably the most pushback on, is to regularly ask ourselves, what and who are we tolerating in our life or in our business? Mm-hmm. And are we really willing to keep tolerating that? Because I'm now convinced, I call it the tolerance factor, that the tolerance factor in our life and our business is our bar Mm -hmm. and too many people you know they'll say well here's where our culture is it's way up here and we've got a couple of exceptions so maybe it lowers it Mm. and i say no this is your if this is what you taught whatever you tolerate is your culture and that's a hard lesson because everybody says well that's a hard decision and i've got all these reasons well they're actually excuses dressed Mm -hmm. up as reasons because reasons feel better so those are some of the biggies what are you tolerating what and who are you tolerating are you and, and what's behind that tolerance? Are you willing to change it? I have a question, you know, based on one of those about, do you really care? Now, most people say they care, but they care in their way, and it's not indeed the highest good for somebody else. They're not really thinking about how that person needs to receive the care. They're doing it from a different place. Does that make sense? It does, because most of us, if we're not careful, let's put it this way. Ultimately, we all have self-interest. Mm-hmm. Some of us pretend we don't, which is dangerous, because as soon as I tell myself I don't, mm. now it's a blind spot, right? Mm. And too often, we're really focused on ourselves, but we don't realize it. So, uh, example, this week I shared, or last week I shared with a group I'm a part of, a new idea hit me about the ways we listen. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And the question I asked the group was, are you someone who listens for or listens with? And the question, the point was, are you someone who listens for your opening, listens for your response, listens mm-hmm. for the sales opportunity, uh-huh. listens for something that agrees with you, or are you listening with curiosity, with genuine interest, with full presence? Are you listening with empathy? Mm-hmm. And so that's just like this. I'm big on let's change, look at those little tweaks to help me remind me that it's easy for me to be focused on me, right. but say I care about you. Yeah. So now I only care about you to the degree it impacts me, right. which is about me. Exactly. Well, you and you you care about like what I can do for you right. instead mm-hmm. of really what's good for me. And that's this huge trap, you know, that people fall into and, and not only that, so many people they're pretense. It's either pretense or it's genuine. I don't think there's an in between. There's pretense. Like, you know, I, I care about or I want you to think I care about you, but it's really all about, you know, my insight or how I'm feeling or what, you know, I don't know, like how you, like the trophy thing, you know, like if you, if you're, um, if you can do for me what I think, or you can make me look good, if that makes sense. You know, there's people, there's always people like that instead of, wow, how can we work together? I really do care about you or your well-being and your well-being. And then it's, uh, it's twisted. And then, then you go back to, oh, I'm tolerating somebody that's really treat me like crap every day. And then, then there's this cycle of self-loathing a lot of times. Oh, absolutely. So, and, and that's, yeah. I love that you brought up the idea of, you know, what's the, What's in it for me? So often people are, they get caught up in these conversations, they're, and what they're doing is what you described is really transactional. I'm going to give you something. Maybe it's caring, but I'm doing that so I get something for me. Manipulation? Yes, exactly. It's manipulative. And <laughs> yeah. so many people do it in business. They do it in sales. They do it in their personal relationships, their romantic relationships. But a lot of times they don't realize they're doing it. Right. So the starting point is to be aware, be willing to be aware that that's what you're doing and that you're having this impact on other people through those behaviors. That, and that, you know, the other thing that torques me, it does torque me, there's two words that I hear often. People will say, well, I'm not sure caring is appropriate in business. Mm. Oh, I really? Go, mm. Let's talk, the business is a bunch of people, so we're not going to care now. Uh. And then they talk about empathy. And the thing that just gets, it sticks me in the craw is people will say, but you got to be careful you don't care too much and you don't have too much empathy. I mm. go, no, oh, really? you're completely wrong. Mm. Way wrong. Mm. You can have empathy and hold boundaries. Yes. You can have empathy and have expectations. You can care about someone but you, and not caretake them. That's right. Well, you know, the lack of empathy just, you know, these days when you call for help, customer service anywhere, the lack of empathy is disgustingly astounding. Mm. And and nothing worse than one of these people repeating the rules. And so like when I when <laughs> reading I, reading policy, right? Yeah. So, you know, like when I'm training people, I'm like, don't repeat the rules. When somebody's upset and you they already know the rules, they're asking you to help them have a little compassion and and stop repeating the rules because I, I personally hung up on somebody for that. It's like, I know the rules. Stop telling me. I'm asking you to help me. And then, it, you know, you know how that goes. It's just. Maybe you, you can know. help me with this mission then because okay. I'm on a mission 
to eliminate a phrase from all customer support Which scripts. one? Unfortunately, that one? That's a good one. <laughs> I hate that one. I hate that one, too. Unfortunately, ma'am. Okay, great. <laughs> no, that's absolutely one. Unfortunately, no, because that's like, uh, I can't do any shit. But here's the one I want to get rid of. All you have to do is... Because it's followed by something I have to do. Right. I have a problem. I called you for help, and you're going, all you have to do is call this number. Oh, all I have to do is call this number that I can't even get through to, and it's going to take right. me four hours to solve a $4 issue. I know that what comes after all you have to do is not a little thing, and it's all on me. It's all on you. And it's all convoluted, <laughs> like you said. It's Unless you're going to say, all you have to do is absolutely nothing. I've got this. Right. That was, I'll, like I'll that. accept it then. <laughs> we are here in studio with Jeff Nishwitz, the five-time leadership author in the latest book, Snow Globe Leadership, Shaken, Not Settled. Um, check out the nishwitzgroup.com, Jeff at Jeff at Nishwitz Group. And is that, how do we find you on the socials? What's the best way? Uh, just search Jeff Nishwitz. You're, if you search Jeff Nishwitz, you're going to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Perfect. Twitter. Type Snow Globe Jeff. That's right. Yeah, N-I- oh, Snow Globe, too. N-I-S-C-H-W-I-T-Z. And I want to hear all about the Be a Man program right after this break. <laughs> we are counting stars today. Dreaming about the things that we could be But baby, I've been, I've been praying hard Said no more counting dollars, we'll be counting stars Yeah, we'll be counting stars
sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Take that money, watch it burn. Sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Take that money, watch it burn. Sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Take that money, watch it burn. Sink in the river, the lessons I learned. Everything that kills me makes me feel alive. Radio Network. Hey there, you promised to take me someplace special for our anniversary this year. Okay, Paulie. How about we go to the driving range and I splurge for a large bucket of balls? <laughs> That's not what I had in mind, Vic, and I'm not letting you off the hook this year. All right, Paulie, what were you thinking? I'm thinking about taking an Island Ferry Sunset Cruise out of Tierra Verde this week. Island Ferry Eco Tours, what's that? Yes, Island Ferry Eco Tours offers a variety of cruise packages, including dolphin snorkeling, daily sunset cruises, and a clear kayak tour to Shell Key. Captain Sebastian and his crew provide a safe and memorable experience with every cruise. Okay, Paula, you win. Island Ferry Eco Tours it is. What's the number? 727-742-2277. But there's no need to call because I already booked us for Friday. Oh, boy. <laughs> Island Ferry Eco Tours of Tierra Verde, 727-742-2277. Hi, this is Rochelle with Eat, Shop, and Play, and summer's coming quickly. If you're like me, you'll want to look your best at the pool or beach. Body Contours in the West Shore area of Tampa offers Ultra Slim, the FDA-approved non-invasive LED red light therapy that gently melts away fat. I decided to try the treatment so I could address some stubborn areas that wouldn't go away with diet and exercise. I was skeptical, but lo and behold, after two treatments, I'd lost over five inches. You can lose unwanted inches immediately Immediately with Ultra Slim at Body Contours, you'll lose at least two inches on your first treatment or it's free. They also help with fine lines and wrinkles, cellulite, and even pain and inflammation. Call and mention Tan Talk Radio and save 60% on your first Ultra Slim session. Call or text 727-758-4510 to get more information. Hi, this is Rochelle with Eat, Shop, and Play. With rising insurance rates in Florida, it's a good idea to talk to Clive Gavin of State Farm Insurance. Why? Because State Farm can insure your car and home with surprisingly great rates. You don't have to give up great coverage either. It's easy. Call Clive Gavin today at 727-799-4665. I only drive with Clive. And like a good neighbor, Clive Gavin and State Farm is there. Join us at 5.30 p.m. on Thursday, March 31st at the beautiful Earthscapes Garden Venue in Palm Harbor for an inspiring evening featuring over 40 local businesses, next-level business networking, 
and a live show broadcasting a powerful panel of inspiring speakers and national recording artists, Southbound 75. A portion of the proceeds of this event benefit Empowerment Women's Community Center. Get your all-access pass today for just $20 at Eventbrite. Vendor space is limited. Contact Rochelle Green at 727-389-3037 for more info. Inspire the Fire Business is brought to you by Rochelle Insurance Girl, Inc. This is the Talk Radio Network. We are back, Eat, Shop, and Play, every Tuesday at 5 o'clock, and celebrating International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. Hey, Polly. Hi. So, yeah, great day for women, I guess. I'm telling you, we are celebrating <laughs> today. Celebrating. I was at an amaz- amazing luncheon, Working Women of Tampa Bay. There were no less than 300 women there at the Rusty Pelican today, and they um, honored Sandra Merman with the Woman of the Year Award. She, um, wow, such an inspiring, inspiring figure, state rep. She has done so much work for the communities of Tampa, for just public policy, moving moving so many great agendas forward. So she was there. She was being honored. And um, shout out to Maxine Reyes. She was the keynote speaker. And she had all those women on their feet. She had everybody so excited. Such an inspiring story. She is a veteran, a retired combat veteran um, of the Air Force and of the Army, two-time recipient of the Humanitarian Service Medal. Um, she, I could just go on and on. So totally follow these women. Give them some love today on International Women's Day. Fantastic. Um, speaking of women, I've been working with some great women this past week uh, at the Palm Harbor Library and as well as Palm Harbor University High School. So uh, some projects we're working on. So Ooh. very exciting. Are these book projects? They are. I'm trying to have the book ready for Inspire the Fire so I can oh, wow. show it. Yep. <laughs> we are working wow. overtime. We're working very hard <laughs> and uh, got some collaboration going on. So that's a lot of fun with um, students and uh, as well as a couple artists on hand at uh, the library. So yeah, I've turned it into kind of a cool project. Um, Amazing. So yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So cool how you reach out to the community and the art community. Um, another friend of the show that was on recently, Michelle Sasha, I understand you're collaborating mm-hmm. with her with some art. Yes, she, uh, well, there just happened to be a chapter with some palm trees. So oh. and that's right, Joan Raleigh. She so has that palm tree was, movement. Oh, yeah, she was all over that. So I was so happy to you know, work with her. Um, so yeah, we're getting together again. I can't wait to see what she's done, her renderings for that. Um, so yeah, I've got to put it all together and get it on Amazon. Oh, we're so excited. <laughs> we can't um, wait for um, the expo, but speaking of Michelle, she has a campaign in Palm Harbor. She's giving away a mural mm-hmm. to a worthy business. Um, so go onto her website. I think it's michellesashacustomart.com or you can find her on the socials, I'm sure. And we're going to be having her come out to paint a little palm tree on our building. Yeah. for Rochelle Insurance Girl. Wow. So those palm trees are popping up all over Palm Harbor. Mm-hmm. She's got a movement happening. Yep. Um, so tell us um, what else, what other collaborations are you looking at with her? Um, right now, just the book, but we're hopefully going to work together on some clothing items in the future. Uh, after the Inspire the Fire Expo, we talked about doing some things. Oh, so her shoes are amazing. She does yes. the tennis, tennis shoes, but mm-hmm. I understand you guys may have something new we up your sleeve. We do have something new we discussed, so we're looking forward to that. But yeah, um, it's great to have her on board with the uh, new book. Excellent. So yeah, it's uh, 
it's everybody from her who's you know very established uh, fantastic artist to some upcoming uh, new artists some budding you know inspirational you know I don't know gets them on the map I guess you know it's good to inspire our teenagers and our kids always lifting as you climb girl never miss that opportunity Dia try not to I love it so speaking of International Women's Day Mm -hmm. I think it's perfectly fitting that um, Jeff is here and tell us about your be a man program Jeff yeah this is something that I just launched last year did the first group Constructing, in terms of the construct of it, it's a group coaching and one-on-one coaching program. But what's more important is what it's about. I've realized over the last 10 or 12 years that I, as a man, and that men everywhere, especially in this country, got a bunch of stories about what it means to be a man that just, frankly, a lot of them are just lies. They were, they were well-intended lies, but they're not serving us, you know. Um, you know, men were taught to not show emotion. Men were taught to have it together. Men were taught to just get stuff done, right? Don't feel. And, you know, and I talk to men, and there's such a huge price being paid on men. And I'm not even talking about the price to our, to our families. Uh, men are struggling to be in relationship and do well with their partners or as a father. But even in their lives, I have so many men that tell me, you know, I turn off my emotions so much that I don't really feel anything. Mm. And one of the, a real quick story about that is I have this theory about emotions with men that if you look at the core emotions of, you know, I'm, I'm mad, I'm sad, I'm scared, <clears throat> I'm happy, and I feel shame, there's really only one of them that men actually feel safe with in our culture, and that's anger. Mm. But they can't go too far because if they become, if they become a rager, that's dangerous because a lot of people look at a man that's angry and go, well, that's what men do. But the rest are off limits. I've even had men say, I don't feel like I can be really happy because men aren't supposed to be happy. What's the, that's, that's a woman's thing. Mm-hmm. And there's actually this interesting flip that I think I believe as a man who interacts with women that women are kind of the opposite. Women have all these emotions that are relatively safe, but you've got one that's off limits, which is anger. Mm. If you get angry, wow. we got a word for that, right? Yeah. We created a word for that. So part of this is allowing men a safe space to have a conversation about the messages and lessons they learn about what it means to be a man and to start debunking them or breaking them apart and to realize they're not serving them. And in many ways, those messages are the cause of whatever's not working in their life. Because I often start off and say, what do you want more of? I want to have more fun. I want a better relationship with my partner. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better friend. But in order to be those things, a lot of that is driven by these belief systems that we a lot of us got. You know, I got one that said that boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. And so I taught that it was taught essentially that it was unsafe to cry. No one ever said unsafe, but that was the message. Mm-hmm. Because what happens if I cry? I'm weak. And the other thing I'll share to close this out, the thing I've understood, and I'm not going to speak to women. I have some perspectives on it. But when you think one thing that's unique to men, to, men is, if you look at all of these emotions, they lead to the denial of their manhood. Mm. Because it's one thing, if I said to you, Either of you, you know, if you do this, you might be perceived as weak, mm-hmm. okay? But you're not going to be perceived as not being a woman because of that. 
you're going to be perceived as weak at worst. But for a man, it goes to the whole thing of am I a man? You know, if I'm weak, I'm not a man because men are strong. Uh-huh. So it gets to their whole identity as a mm-hmm. man. And men are just so locked up. And sadly, if you look at our mental health stats, you know, you know, look at rates of depression and alcoholism and suicide. Oh, it's, it's horrendous. It's horrendous. So I've just I put this together. I got great response last year. I'm going to do it again. Going to launch a program in April. Um, probably going to do an event here in Tampa to get people intrigued in the next couple of weeks. Nice. But yeah, I'm excited about it because that this kind of work really. It feels like this is real impact work. It is, and you know the whole thing about being angry, you know, and that that's one that's acceptable. But a lot of the ways that people express it are are inappropriate, and it seems like you know people make excuses for men who do the inappropriate thing. But if we do it, if we get angry and throw something, then all of a sudden we're nuts, you know. Oh, after that, and yeah, <laughs> we can't. I mean, I'm not saying you should throw stuff, but everybody's done it. But. <laughs> but then we're like nuts or hormonal or or whatever and you know we're raised to be polite little girls and be polite and all this nonsense and you know i mean i'm all for being nice but you know what i'm saying like not to the yeah. point where it's detrimental to us well that's why I, part yeah. of the, the goal here is to create this safe space but oft, often to unwind the own st- old story and create a new story about what it means to be strong and the word i use is powerful mm. That there's a power in vulnerability. Absolutely. That's the, where we connect, right? It's not about aggression. It's about, like someone will say, I, over the years, a few times I've gotten in some situations that people said to me, why aren't you getting angry? And why aren't you f- getting physical with this other man hmm. that was trying to get physical with me? And I said, well, why would I? Because he was. I said, well, what's that got to do with me? That would have been about me trying to show him something. But what made them more upset was that I didn't. I didn't play their game, and I just stood in my space, and that's where I want to get men to be. Is just you got to unlock first, and then let's rebuild, and let's start practicing a little bit, and have them. Like I'll tell you, it's not, nothing makes me sadder when I've had so many men, especially last year in this program, say, "I don't know that I ever feel joy." Mm. And I said, "Well, here's the reality: when you try, when you turn off emotions, you don't get separate spigots." Yeah, that's right. Mm. You do not, and so if you turn them off, and you turn off that anger because it can come out too much, because that's the only one you got. You turn them all off. You're not going to be sad. You're not going to be happy. Now you will experience shame, but you're not going to talk about it, right? Because that that's a dirty little secret. We're not going to talk about our shame. I do, but we're not supposed to talk about that. You keep that at home. That's right. So where do we find out more about the Be a Man program? Uh, that one, just reach out to me. Say you're interested in Be a Man. Um, I can send you links for it. You know, there's going to be a web page. The web page is up. I just don't have that. It's a long page. You can find it on the website, though. Initial but you can reach out to me. It's out there. Um, got some great <clears throat> videos out there. It's just uh, it excites me to do that work. I love the work that you do. And your in- involvement with the Wounded Healers. Tell us about this mission to Kenya. Yeah, about a year and a half ago, I met a woman, amazing woman, so much, so perfect for International Women's Day. Her name is Eunice Nuna. Uh, she moved to the United States from Kenya a few years ago, maybe three years ago. When she was young, teenager, she went to a new city. She lived in Kenya. Um, she asked a police officer for directions. He said, let me take you there. But instead, he took her to his house and raped her. Mm. 
It led to her becoming pregnant. She had a child, a son. She ended up homeless at one point, kicked out by her family. But she has thrived. She has survived. She got an education, got a a master's degree. She's now a coach and therapist that helps women. But she started a charity in Kenya called Wounded Healers. And then she came here. I met her, loved her story, loved her passion. And she asked me to help her start the nonprofit here. So I now chair the board here in Wounded Healers International here in the States to raise money to support the mission that's happening in Kenya around ending the culture of violence. And actually, Nuna's here because she was getting threatened. Because she's been speaking out, Mm -hmm. and that officer is now a government official. And she was getting threatened. So Mm -hmm. she had to come here. She's seeking asylum, saying, I'm not safe there because they didn't want me to be silent. But it's an incredible mission, and it's about ending this culture of sexual violence towards women and children um, that happens all over the world. This just happens to be Kenya-specific. And that is the um, Wounded Healers International? Wounded Healers International. You know, know, in your Be a Man program, I'm sure, you know, you you address the fact that men don't need to compete with women. And, you know, like, especially in a relationship, you don't have to be competing you should be happy with each other and lifting each other up and in all endeavors and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of men are threatened by strong women um and you know i don't think the majority of us want to what is the word emasculate demasculate anybody right you know it's not like that but you want more of um our mutual respect and i was uh, somewhere a while back i won't say where but i not that it was bad, but somebody, uh, I came across this individual and he um, was bothering me. And, but he said, what is it you do for a living? So he thought I was like alone and vulnerable. Okay. So, and then he goes, um, asked me what I did. And I named off three of the four things or whatever. And he went, Ooh, you're a businesswoman. I just better excuse myself. And I thought, wow. Yeah, you probably should <laughs> before you get hurt, mister. You know, wow. like, but it was funny because, you know, they're like, uh, what, what did you think? You thought I was pathetic because I'm just doing this by myself, you know, right? Or you thought mm. I was. You perceived it. Mm. So, you know, that's another thing is like, uh, you know, people, per- their perceptions are off. And I know that uh, there's a, an eternal conflict between men and women. And I, I'm glad I know your program is addressing you know, better ways to be a man. Cause That's that one of the include. big things we yeah. talk about is yeah. the ways we interact with, especially people who are heterosexual men. Mm-hmm. In that case, the ways that the heterosexual men interact with uh, women in relationships or otherwise. And, you know, I, I'll tell you a quick story. And, I'm you know, this is leadership to me. Um, a friend of mine here in Tampa last fall, his daughter's 16 or 17. She was walking through the neighborhood and started getting cat calls from a construction crew. She was so affected by it, she was afraid to walk home, so she calls her mom, her mom comes and gets him. He goes over to the house, okay, to talk to the crew, and the crew chief says, well, yeah, the guys were inappropriate, I already talked to them. He goes, well, did you really make him understand? He goes, well, I told him, but you know, guys will be guys kind of comment. Uh, mm-hmm. So my friend goes to the owner of the house, he happened to own the, tell him, own the, he knew the owner, tells him what happened. 
that owner kicked the crew off, so they're done. Nice. Good. And I said, good, exactly. And, but you know what was interesting is we posted that on Facebook. A number of people wrote and said, well, do you really think the punishment fit the crime? All they did was said something. I said, that's the problem. The punishment does fit the crime. Exactly. Because until you have a real impact and a consequence of your words, you're going to keep using them. You're going to continue to demean because you think that's what you do. And that's not what men do. And sometimes it takes it's a man not... to call out a man on, on these behaviors exactly. and bring us into that awareness, that's right? Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. So thank you, Jeff yes, Nishwitz. We will look forward to having you on stage at the Inspire the Fire Expo. Reach out to Jeff Nishwitz on the socials, nishwitzgroup.com. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a great, you know, great uh, chatting with you today. Thank you. I'm looking forward to this Inspire the Fire. <laughs> so this is Eat, Shop, and Play. We're here every Tuesday at 5. Follow us on Eat, Shop, and Play radio show. That's right. More antics to come. That's right. Have a great week. <laughs> She's in and out of my life like a runaway train. I rolled the dice one night and I was never the same. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen. The Hour, your home for original reporting.